You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the APC podcast from AcmePackingCompany.com. And SB Nation talking about your seven and two Green Bay Packers uh, who sit atop the NFC once again after a weird squeaker in Lambeau Field beating the Jaguars 24 to 20, just like we all thought it would be. And let's talk about it. I am Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter. Follow the show at the APC pod. And I am joined uh, out in Brooklyn by Alex Patakis. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm um, doing all right. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. As we were just chatting about uh, before before hitting record, you know, we're in the process of uh, we we bought a house and now we're doing stuff to it before we move. Luckily, it's only a block away, but we're in this weird between period where it's like I'm working and then I'm going over there and doing stuff. And are we going to move on this date or that date? And it's like it's all very exciting, but very stressful. And then there's all the other world stressors going on. But at least we got football. I don't know. Whatever. 2020. It's almost yeah. over. <laughs> at least you got to escape the all of those things and watch, uh, I don't know, you know, just a, a game that left so much to be desired on, on Sunday. What felt like three hours. I kind of wish I could get back, but I don't know how spoiled I like we sound when we say that, you know, we did get to watch a win. But there was just something about that game that just felt so brutal. I felt uh I was really grumpy after that game and I think that the post game podcast reflected that and I I also then tweeted out after that like I know I sound entitled um sort of in my <laughs> in this in this recap. Um so I I feel that and then you know the very next game that I got to watch uh as did a lot of people was Monday night football Bears and Vikings and then suddenly <laughs> the Packers game felt a little bit more exciting. It was yeah, like, I, I actually didn't watch much of it. I, I instead like kind of erased the memory of the Packers game by just uh, diving into that. What was pretty, pretty delicious four o'clock slate um, after the Packers on, on, on Sunday, they kind of backloaded the the Sunday slate with a, with a ton of games in the four o'clock hour, four o'clock Eastern hour, which was actually really fun. So it's rare that red zone is actually you know, keeps the intrigue after the early slate, but it was way better this week. So um, that was nice. Yeah. At least, you know, I like, uh, the, I like that. A delicious afternoon slate. That's uh, some good verbiage. There. Yeah. Did you think I was going to talk about food and what I ate after? Uh, like we'll do that. I, uh, I don't know. I was going to say maybe next week, but no one's doing anything for Thanksgiving. So <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving's pretty chill this year uh, for a lot of people. And, I would encourage those who, uh, you know, do your thing. It's it's your holiday, but just be mindful, you know, yeah. Pro- protect, protect your family. Yeah. Sometimes that means just don't see them. <laughs> don't see them. Um, uh, in this crazy world. 
I've been mm. looking for an excuse to kind of just relax in my own place on the Thanksgiving, which I feel like I never get to do. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this one a little bit. Just sit there. And... Although the games kind of suck too, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like I could sit around and binge football. I mean, I probably will binge football all day, but it's not going to be like something that I'm too pumped about. Like, the night game is pretty good, but leave it to uh, 2020. The first time in your adult life that you can just sort of guilt free sit on your couch all Thanksgiving and watch football and the games are pretty crappy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Although the night game, I guess, is decent, right? Steelers, Ravens. I want to say. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's the that's the late game. But at this point, I'm I'm done paying attention to the Cowboys, the Lions, the NFC East in general. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, the Giants at first, TV. they beat the Eagles. Whatever. This isn't like an NFL recap pod. Let's talk about let's talk about the Packers and the Jags because we have. All to. right. Let's yeah. Let's do it. Notable Nuggets. Let's let's dive into our Notable Nuggets hashtag Note Nugs. Tweet at us after every game at the APC Pod and give us your bite-sized Nuggets. I'll start with my Notable Nugget coming off of this thrilling 24 to 20 victory on a cold and blustery day at Lambeau Field. Um, I'm going to start with MVS, which I think actually stands for maybe very serviceable. Uh, we contain, (laughs) we contain multitudes as people. And I feel like I've had every opinion under the sun about MVS ranging from possible breakout star to get this guy off the field. But, um, I recall similar fluctuations in the opinions of fans uh, in like the first two or three years of Devonte Adams tenure and some other players, I'm not saying that MVS is going to be as good as Devonte Adams. Of course, I'm not saying that, but the quarterback really believes in the skills of MVS and has said that he just needs to uh, concentrate on consistency. And I think that is fixable stuff. And when you go four for 149 yards, a touchdown, one of those 78 yards to the house. Another one was a keeper for like 30 yards where you're just plowing guys down. That gets me excited. And I desperately need a receiver to be excited about right now who is not named Devonte Adams. Speaking of which, I think Alan Lazard is poised to, uh, to return. Um, so if we can get Adams being Adams, Lazard back to something like full strength and an MVS who is confident and more consistent, That'll do, man. That'll do nicely. So um, props to MVS this week, and I will maybe foolishly like allow myself to feel kind of good about the passing game for now, I guess. Yeah. It was a beautiful touchdown. He was close to dropping it, man. He wanted to drop it. He really he thought about it. It's, it's he wanted like, to drop it. Oh, man. If I if, if had he, I would have. my heart would have broken for him just knowing – well, maybe he doesn't pay attention to social media, but it would have it would have been ugly, man. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited about Lazard coming back too, though. I gotta say, at this point, my starvation for for <laughs> playmakers is <laughs> is so great that I I can sell myself on a on Alan Lazard coming off a core muscle injury being like a the thing that gets this team looking more like the first few games of the year, you know, where things looked easy than kind of this sputtering like i don't know they, they just haven't inspired a lot of confidence you know yeah and mvs is making big plays but he does not inspire confidence even with those plays yeah um but anyway yeah great stat line for him um i weird day for Devonte adams i don't know if that was anyone's note nug i don't want to like take the wind out of anybody's i don't think so uh nug sale but um <laughs> it's uh it's that was just a very un it, 
uncharacteristic kind of crap day where ball security and actually catching the ball was an issue. Yeah. Um, it's very, I also made a beautiful catch for a touchdown, I should say, you know, but like, you just don't, you kind of forget that this guy is capable of that. And it made me think about like when everyone was so down on him and he really seemed like he couldn't catch a break at all. Yeah. And how he just kind of erased that completely. So, uh, very, very, yeah, forgettable Devontae Adams game. And I don't know what I felt like was more uncharacteristic. His kind of like case of, you know, the drop slash, you know, the fumble or that Aaron Rodgers weird interception where I just don't really, you don't see that a lot, you know? Yeah. And that's like a, other quarterbacks do that, ours doesn't yeah. type of thing. And when you see it, it just shocks you. <laughs> He talked a little bit in the post game about uh, how the wind was really affecting throws when you were thrown into it. And he said that he had one that just kind of okay. went like seven yards off where he thought it was going to, and maybe that's a little bit of hyperbole, but um, yeah. I think we should allow for a little bit of that, but certainly that happened. And that was a head scratcher. Like when I, when I saw that, I was like, what is that? Th like, who is this quarterback? Other people have to watch this. I shouldn't have to watch this. I'm a Packers fan. I'm here for solid Aaron Rodgers play, man. I didn't see him talk about it in the post game either. And that makes a lot of sense, but it, it's funny because going into it, I think, um, you know, people started to change their mind on the game a lot because of the weather conditions. But then yeah. once you watch the Packers early, it was almost like um, you didn't realize like what the elements were, because I think Rogers sometimes is capable of throwing a ball that can cut through, you know, 25, 30 mile an hour wins. But uh, that does not mean he's, um, you know, immune to the effects of, of mother nature, yeah. which has been uh pretty shit uh, across a lot of the country <laughs> recently. So um anyway, uh no. So uh, my note note was actually not going to be that. Uh, I don't know why I spent so much time talking about all those things. I feel like I'm hyper negative. And I don't know. It's like, it's just simply the it's, it's nothing other than like, when was the last time the Packers had a special teams play like that, that really, swung a game you know that that gave the jaguars life right like that yeah. is why they were in the game you could say everything you want about the packers could have been out of sync here and there how they couldn't stop uh james robinson all that being said without that punt return touchdown like this this game has a completely different feel yeah and i think it's still been since micah hyde in 2014 for then they had a punt return touchdown but just like thinking back in general special team like you feel like at least once a year, every team has like that one play. I can't remember. And maybe I'm just being super like short-sighted here and I, I'm forgetting. I'm sure somebody's going to like tweet us and be like, what is this guy talking about? Don't you remember this play last year or whatever? But it just feels like it's never us yeah. with the special teams like breakthrough. And that's not an indictment on the coordinator because I don't feel like there's been as many gaffes recently um, as there were when we were like firing Ron Zook under Sean Menenga, right? But like... <laughs> There also hasn't been a lot to to help the team out, you know? You need that or you need fucking takeaways. And I'm still concerned about the takeaway thing. I know you're going to text me every single time that, <laughs> that the Packers get a takeaway, which is fine. Um, and I hope I receive a lot of texts. But, like, I just don't have a great feeling about them playing great teams in a, in a clean game and coming out on top. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like both teams play clean. Are the Packers good enough? to to be the team on top of that or do they need like the mistake or two the breakthrough or two that just doesn't really feel like something that they're like prone to getting you know
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, insane to have an Aaron Rodgers quarterback team that really protects the ball really well and not have a good turnover differential to me. Yeah, I, I haven't that looked does at feel, what it is does after feel that game on Sunday, but I can't imagine it's that good because it's been like hovering around even or plus two like most of the year. Um, yeah. And that, yeah, I just don't think they're a good enough defense for that to be the case. Yeah, well, they got uh, Phillip Rivers coming up, so maybe they can scoop one or two <laughs> for that guy. And that was going to be, I had that conversation with a coworker who's a Packers fan today. I was like, you know what? We were both talking about that. Um, and I was like, that is maybe the get right game. That's just starts everything in the right direction. The guy has been very, uh, very turnover prone this year, especially. Um, but then they went out and whooped the Titans. Weird game. I don't know if you caught that last Thursday. Um, that was a that was a pretty convincing victory. But we'll we'll talk about that game later. Um, yeah. No nugs from the fans. I see. I see your body language. I know you got them ready. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, you know me so well. At the APC pod on Twitter, send us your note nugs after the game. We heard from uh, our buddy Paul Noonan, who says Minshew probably wins that game. I don't know if I agree with that. What do you think? Uh, possibly. They were, didn't you feel like the Packers got so many breaks in the game? Like, um, And I don't know if it was bad throws, but also guys just dropping like random balls that just hit them like... Like uh, like random third downs. I feel like there was a couple. I wish I could remember exactly the players, but just times that you felt like if the Jaguars were executing, this would actually be way more in danger than it was. Yes, but I think that that's what makes them a bad team, and I don't think that Minshew gets them over <laughs> that hump. I don't know. Yeah. I just, the at the same time, I did hear Aaron Rodgers. Uh, at the same time, I did hear Rodgers in his... Uh, post-game press conference talking about um i think he's he said that he's played the jaguars four times in his tenure as a starter and they've always been mysteriously tough games so i don't know maybe just something about that opponent uncommon opponent as mccarthy would call (laughs) yeah yeah that's a thing florida man it really (laughs) i don't know i don't know what else to say i don't don't, we don't play the dolphins right thank god uh no (laughs) (laughs) an actual good Uh, team weirdly yeah glenn tweets in cold rainy windy uncommon opponent deflating loss last week no cb1 or cb2 no wide receiver two no john lovett nice john lovett shout out it wasn't pretty (laughs) but they're one and oh this week i feel like that's a you know a refreshing reasonable take considering how grumpy i was after this game yeah it's a perfect recap and yeah, uh, I'm with that. I yeah. like it. Not, not, not much more to say. Louis tweets in, bad weather scares me now. They've had a tough time with bad weather, particularly at Lambeau. A combination of bad weather and just like coming out flat at home. And maybe it's a no fans thing. I don't know. It's weird. If I had to probably best articulate why it's frustrating a game like this with bad weather, it's that you look at the opponent, you look at the weather, you look at what that means, and they still couldn't really stop the run effectively. So, yes, bad weather scares me because yes. the Packers can run the ball, sure. But if the other team is just going to do that because they have no other option, then you should be able to fucking stop that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that. that is the frustration. I think that that is actually the, what is pissing me off about this game and why I was so mad to watch it. Like, it should be a blowout because that should be a one-dimensional team. Right. Even without your corners. Yeah. And it just wasn't. You know, yeah. um, who's the uh, running back? He had a hundred yard game. James Robinson yes. is his name, right? Oh, Mr. I, that's Robinson. right. Right. I think that's, I think that's right. 
The fact that we have to ask is an issue, but yes, that's uh, that is his name. James Robinson, twenty-three carries, one hundred and nine yards, four point seven yards per carry, and yet for all my bitching and moaning about Mike Patton, you know that special teams touchdown is not his fault. So they give up thirteen points in this game at home, and that's and then you know it's so funny because again, right after this, like watching this game. You and I are texting. Everyone's grumpy. They just wanted a blowout. And again, our post-game pod reflected it. Everyone is is grumpy. And then I didn't until today, just before we recorded, listen to Roger's uh, post-gamer. And he was so like reasonable and measured and kind of upbeat. And he was singing the praises of the defense. And the more I thought about it, I was like, huh, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't be grumpy. So I don't know if I'm just now landing on the entitled fan side or just acknowledging the fact that I'm <laughs> that I'm kind of entitled. I don't know. It's, I'm rambling. I, I mean, I think we are skewing entitled again because they've won so much yeah. under Matt LaFleur. Yeah. Um, that, that's a get, you know, that's the game they drop and we have very different conversations. Like the conversations don't have this like bit of levity to them yeah. about that game. That's fair. On that note, uh, getting a tweet in from CB Rangel who says, a win is a win, but some wins feel better when you really win. This win was not one of those wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What, what is a real win? A convincing win? A cover? Yeah, right. There you I go. mean, a, a loss would have been insane. They were a 14-point favorite at home in the elements with a team coming up from Florida with a quarterback I've literally never heard of. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, I guess you could say a fake win. Well, you could throw the ball deep. Uh, we learned that. Um, although maybe the wind helped. Uh, one last note now coming in from Ben. MVS, the real wide receiver too that none of us ever had doubts about ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, the real Jerron Wilson too. Oh, God. Lord, save us. Hey, he's better. Different <laughs> skill set. Wait, honestly, there, there's more of a role for him in this offense. But I, at this point, that's still the ceiling to me <laughs> until yeah. I'm hoping I'm very wrong, but I just, man, we give so much leeway to these, <laughs> these receivers because the expectations have been so low for every, so long. Every, every year. I mean, remember when we were like, yeah, Jeff Janis, he could be a guy. He was, he was off yeah. the team for 10 minutes and he was just done in the NFL. Every other team's like, nope, he is not a guy. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? MBS on other rosters. What do you think it looks like? Like it, number three, number four receiver, just like, does he get, does he get on the field? Does he get targets a lot? I think he gets on the field because there's always a role for a guy who's that big and can run that fast mm. for a couple of years. Yeah. Until, until yeah, you right. just drop too many balls. He's like almost there, but not quite there. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on. And we touched on this a bit as breaking news in in the rapid recap pod, but David Bakhtiari inking a uh, four year extension with the Packers. The big news coming out uh, like mid game on Sunday. Uh, very bizarre, but a four year extension worth, I believe, about one hundred and five million, maybe a little bit more. Uh, I'm <laughs> I was uh, I watched the Gudekunst gave a presser after the game, I think, because partly because um they were announcing this this signing, and I made the mistake. I watched it on Twitter. I made the mistake of having the comments on, 
And it's, uh, yeah, there's just uh, some real characters in there and a lot of negative feelings about Goot and this sign. You know, people just want a receiver. They want a splash player. They're spending too much. I don't know. It's really stupid in, in my opinion. I feel like this is a common sense signing. He is the best left tackle in the game. You keep him on your team. He's still relatively young, has never really had a major injury. I think and actually after a day or two out, the numbers actually shake down pretty good. Uh, what's your feeling on this signing? Yeah, uh, it's just, it's it, you just can't not do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, it. I'm fine having the highest paid left tackle in football when he also, for the past few years, has been the best left tackle in football. Right. You know, and, and, and it's not even like, oh, you're paying him for past performance. Like he very well can be the best left tackle in football for years to come. So not, not getting this deal done, even risking, you know, a situation where he may end up somewhere else is it, it, to me, it would effectively, I don't want to be dramatic and say it would like end the Aaron Rodgers era, but if you create that hole on this team, when you know you have a finite amount of time with Rodgers left, yeah. all that means is that capital that you're dying for them to spend on receivers and all those things almost has to be invested on the offensive line. Like, the Colts as a franchise had Andrew Luck, right, and could not really turn it around. I understand they had some success and then he had some crazy injuries. But, like, the Luck era never happened, and the guy fucking retired early because they couldn't figure out their offensive line. Yep. They figured out their offensive line and are throwing, like, Phillip Rivers, like, years past his prime out there. And, honestly, like, they could be a Super Bowl contender this year. As soon as you fix that, that's, that is, a, like, the something you could hang your hat on and you can trot out an old-ass quarterback and yeah. be like, okay, we could still do this. And that's what the Packers are going to do, you know, for the next however many years. They're going to have an increasingly less mobile Rodgers, uh, an increasingly less, like, uh, sturdy Rodgers, even though he has a lot of injury history already. So, um, yeah, it's like whatever this may mean down the road for Aaron Jones, um, whatever implications this has for paying, you know, free agents at re- the receiver position or passing on Will Fuller, whatever, fine. But the hole that would have been created by losing Bakhtiari is far too big. Um, totally. to risk it. And yeah. it's and again, you and I talk about this all the time. The cap isn't real and it's not our money. This shit's fake anyway, so they'll find a way to get yeah. the players they need, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, people who are mad they'll find a way. Mad about the money. It's like I don't know, like get some therapy. What are you actually mad about? Let's talk it out because <laughs> it's not real. It's not yours. I don't know. It's just it has no bearing on you like you are not the G- I don't know. It's just it's <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just like not even in the slightest like an overhyped player either. No, you know what I mean? Like right. I, there are some contracts where I understand a little bit like the, the some of the uh, you know some of the backlash from the fan base because they feel like a guy just I don't know whatever is unproven. It's still not up to them to say, but also like how can you argue against how great he's been and and argue against him like getting what what was coming? <laughs> yeah, and and to your point about the Packers and solid offensive line play, and to those people uh, commenting on the press conference with Gutekunst as I was watching it, I would just say try being a Vikings fan for the past what twenty years. Your offensive line is always bad, always, but it's always varying degrees of between awful and like maybe serviceable. 
And it sucks. Yeah. It's hard to watch because you can never rely on them. And the Packers have consistently over the past two decades, especially just always put resources, always placed an importance on that group because they know that that is the foundation. You can't have a functional offense otherwise. It doesn't matter how many good players you have elsewhere on the field. If your offensive line sucks, your offense can't function. Yeah. And honestly, they, I think, for, I understand that offensive linemen get overlooked like league-wide or by fan, by the casual fan, whatever. But we're like, you know, we do a Packers podcast. Everyone who listens to this is like a diehard Packers fan. We pay attention and yet still sometimes it's like I forget that they underwent such a dramatic transition from like the Josh Sitton, TJ Lang era offensive line to something that looks so different yeah. without that many speed bumps, you know? And Bakhtiari is a huge part of that. Um, I, You know, like a casual fan probably still thinks like Brian Balaga and Josh Sitton are on the fucking Packers. Like, and, and it's like, you know, you don't even like, you don't even, you almost don't notice. And the guys that they've just plugged in there have just done so well because you have that anchor too, you know? And also like, uh. dude, you piss the quarterback off enough, like without getting receivers. <laughs> Let's not get rid of like his quote unquote best friend, whether he's joking or not, uh, who also happens to, you know, keep him alive. <laughs> Back Man, there. that's I'm um, just picturing some uh, casual fan tuning in Sunday to Packers Jaguars and be like, "Oh, Josh Sitton must be hurt." <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Where is it he? still happens. It, it, it's like the reverse of what happens to us when I'm watching Red Zone and I'm like, "Chris Banjo plays in the NFL, I guess, for the Cardinals." Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, I'm sure uh, Frank Zombo's out. He was always the king. It was always Frank Zombo, and he was always making a tackle on like Thursday night football for the Chiefs or something. I think he's officially just been a free agent all this year. But if you told me that he was, you know, like actually on the Colts and we were going to see him on Sunday, I'd be like, oh, I believe that. Cool. <laughs> hey, he may sack Aaron Rodgers, and <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that checks out. 2020. <laughs> Exactly. All right, let's move on and uh, just hit on the Colts real quick as the Packers uh, get ready to head to Indi- Indianapolis. I, I I put Indianapolis Colts into Google and Google did that thing where it suggests searches and the top suggested search was, are the Indianapolis Colts good? And oh I God. found that hilarious because I think that the answer is like, yes, maybe, but they're flying under the radar for, for most of us casual Fans uh, around the league, uh, they lead the AFC South with a six and three record. Philip Rivers has been like, and eh, not so good so far. I think it's fair to say, but he's a very smart veteran quarterback. The Colts have an outstanding defense, top five, I think, in defensive DVOA. And I seem to remember another team with a smart veteran quarterback and an outstanding defense taking the Packers out back. So I don't know, man. What's your vibe heading into this game? No, not great. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I think like what we, what we talked about earlier about the opportunities uh, for the defense to kind of have that get right game with turnovers is is yeah. a real thing. Um, but at the same time, I I could see this being the the game that Lafleur's like mojo of play calling and guys just like running right up and just like kind of comes. Well, I guess we already had that game with the Bucks, but. Um, I can see this being a bit of a struggle and us being really frustrated in some three and outs and things that we're not really accustomed to um, from a lot of games this year. So that being said, they don't have the obvious guy, but I will say uh, having watched only one game of the Colts this year outside of when they pop up on red zone, um, 
Naheem Hines, I believe is how you pronounce his first name. Um, I could just see him having a field day. So they don't, <laughs> they don't have a hashtag obvious guy, but he's your, you're going to plug him in. <laughs> so they don't really, at least against the Titans, they just like did not really play Jonathan Taylor very much. And then they just threw the ball to Hines like a thousand times out of the backfield. And he's just exactly that guy that you're like, Oh wow. Six Packers are converging on him and he doesn't get tackled and you want to like break your fucking TV. So <laughs> that's what I'm anticipating. That's what I'm anticipating, honestly. But um, yeah, maybe that's just like some pessimism, but they, like of the remaining games, like this is a game I'm okay. Yeah. If they it's, lose. it's it's one of the tougher ones. Um, I'll, I'll uh, try to spin it positive and say they'll be in a dome and maybe that will, will help because yeah. I think that we have seen from the way that uh, Lafleur has designed this offense and schemes them up that they, they play really well indoors. I think that I think an indoor game is a get right game opportunity for, for the offense, especially if Lazard maybe comes back. Um, I think that the offensive line last week suffered from a little bit of like, we get Bach back and that's good, but you're reshuffling Bakhtiari in there, moving Billy Turner yeah. around and, and the run game never really, really got going. And I just, uh, I don't know. I see Aaron Jones having a big game on the turf. I see uh, MVS maybe don't drop it having a, having some long passes. I don't know. I think uh, I'm, I'm optimistic, but I feel like it is going to be a tough game. And I just, I don't know, man. I, I hope like you that we're not, you know, Jonathan Taylor isn't making 12 guys miss and we're throwing our TV into the river. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a river, but I'll throw it onto the street. You got a, you got a couple of rivers over there maybe not that close by. The Gowanus <laughs> Canal isn't far. It would there you be. go. <laughs> it's already radioactive, that, that body of water. So, <laughs> Oh, the Green River. All right. Well, I don't know. I feel like that's a show. I feel like we uh, will put this one to bed. And um, <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us uh, this week. Everyone uh, be well. Enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully the Packers will get back. Uh, I was going to say get back on track, even though they won. See, I'm doing it again. We're so entitled, but uh, yep. hopefully we can score 50 points and it'll be awesome. And everyone will have a gay old time. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're going to hit the uh, hit the polka. There's the polka. I know how to make a show. That's the button. That's going to do it for us. Give us a rating on iTunes. Although, I don't know. Maybe don't rate this episode. Rate the next episode. <laughs> uh, pa- Patreon.com slash NoteNugs. N-O-T-E-N-U-G-S. NoteNugs. Patreon.com slash NoteNugs. If uh, that's your kind of thing. Packers are 7-2 and two atop the NFC. Best team in football history. <laughs> we all know it. We all believe it. All right, whatever. Nailed it. That's it. That's the end of the show. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>